This is Between Gears, and we're so glad to be back again here on the airwaves and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Even you, Tiny Tim. <laughs> yeah, we have the whole team in here. It's so nice to have everybody back again. It feels like we've been gone for a really long time, but once a month for an hour-long show makes it all worth it, I think, because we can really dig deeper into the whole biking situation, community, and everything as well. My name's Haphazard. I ride a mountain bike. I don't have a road bike anymore, and I uh, have lots of fun, and was just out on Sunday because I knew the storm was coming, so good time to get out and get in it as much as possible. And we have here... <laughs> And I'm Michael Michael King, co-host of this thing here. <laughs> and I ride an e-bike, and uh, I spend most of my time on pavement, but it's just fine with me. I get off-road sometimes, too. And our guests, God, this is really great. Good going, Hap. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Um, I'm Carrie. I, um, I will ride anything that I can get my hands on, but uh, preferably mountain bike or gravel bike <laughs> on the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am pavement adverse, mostly due to the fact, because this is radio, you can't tell, but I have braces because oh, of yes. a, a crash oh. on the pavement. Not to, Ouch. not to dissuade you. That was up in Chico area? It was, yeah. yeah I remember that. Ride, oh, yeah. man. I can't believe you even showed up after that one because you had pictures of right after the crash. Now, I would recommend whoever you crashed with, stay away from that person because he's gonna get you in trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Madison, thanks for having Yay, me on the show Madison. again. I was here last time. Yeah, Yay. it's good to be back. I'm still riding mountain bikes and gravel bikes and trying to stay dry with all the weather, so yeah, happy to be here. And working as a mechanic on bikes. Yep, part-time work as a mechanic at You Bet Bicycle Sales and Service. Yeah, yeah. people like me need people like you. Yeah. I learn something new every day, so uh -huh. that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's so nice to be back again here on, uh, here on Christmas Day. Um, I just wonder how many people, the classic story is getting a bicycle on Christmas morning that's waiting for you under a tree. And I just wonder how many people woke up to bicycles this morning. Not sure. But it happens a lot. So um, uh, let's see. We I think we introduced ourselves pretty well. Um, and Carrie, you've got some things going on with the high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to be involved with the uh, Miners Mountain Bike Club. Mind. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. So we have this year. Not only do we have uh, my or a uh, high school group that rides together we also have a junior development team so that's um six seventh and eighth graders from all the local schools that are able to get out there and ride as well so big big things happening there right now we are headed into as you know the winter season and so we're doing a little bit of indoor riding at sweat studios um they're generous enough to let us use their their spin studio there and do our our workouts there every wednesday night which is the interesting conundrum in trying to find the music that will be motivating to all of the high school mm. kids. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know long ago when I was taking spin classes, they definitely had their music nailed down almost to the minute. And it had a certain how many beats per something or other that that do you, is that part of what you 
no, are looking for? No, we don't do it that way. We do uh, is a power ride. So everything's gauged off of power, not beats. So um, actually, we're able to take um, race courses that the kids will be racing on and build a ride that basically parallels with the you know the el elevation hmm. there's the word i'm looking for wild yeah, i know i know it's pretty cool what you can do these days i talked to a person who's a dj here at kvmr and he talked about riding with the middle school team and he said he it's so hard to keep up with those kids because they have so much energy and they're so mm -hmm. driven Oh my gosh, the stoke level is high. I tell you, <laughs> I like that. Oh, it is so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They're out there having a blast. Yeah, it's contagious. It is contagious, terrifically contagious. That's so fun because they have all that energy. You know, as older people make fun of, oh man, they got some energy. I don't know if I ever had that much before. And what a great way to focus on all that energy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and it gets you out. You know, who who else would be riding out? At, you know. Five o'clock at night, middle of winter. Yeah. And so um, what's the difference between a road bike and a gravel bike? Oh, I think Madison, the mechanic, could enlighten us on that. First thing that comes to mind is tires and the geometry of the bicycle. Road bikes are going to be what's called like a little more aggressive. You're going to be in a little more aerodynamic position, and typically the tires are going to be uh, smoother and much thinner, whereas a gravel bike, the geometry is going to be a little more relaxed, so you can spend a little more time on the bike. You're in a better position for descending, and then tires are going to be wider and typically like a little more knobby. Yeah, and they kind of, oh, gravel bikes kind of open up um, a lot versus where if you're on a road bike, you kind of have to stay on pavement. Right. Mm-hmm. When I first moved to Nevada County, I'd been a bicyclist where I lived before, and all of a sudden I was on gravel roads, and my little English bicycle wouldn't stand up. I mean, I would crash so many times just going down a gravel driveway because it mm -hmm. wasn't working correctly. So, what's the biggest difference then between if you're gonna if you're gonna be a bicyclist and you've, you you can either be a road biker, a gravel biker, or a mountain biker? Um, What's the difference between the gravel and the mountain bike? I mean, I know physically mm -hmm. what's different, but... Um, gravel bikes typically are going to have rigid frames, whereas on a mountain bike you'll see suspension, okay. and right. you'll either see front suspension and rear suspension, or just front suspension with a front fork, whereas typically a gravel bike is fully a rigid frame. Okay. It has no suspension. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Michael? Yeah, well, I can attest to uh, <laughs> how unfun it is to ride on all the rough Nevada County roads, even with a fat tire balloon <laughs> e-bike. It just seems like no matter where you are, there's always going to be rough roads, and I can see the wisdom of having suspension in the rear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, but riding a hardtail, a bike with just front, sure. front suspension is a ton of fun. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. I think. I agree. Well, bicycling in general is just tons of fun, and that's why we're here. We're bicycle cheerleaders to get people to and get out and get some activity. And 
I yeah. I, I think that's what that the the conundrum, right? If you're a bicyclist, right. it's the n plus one, right? Because mm-hmm. every bike is fun in a different sort of way. So mm-hmm. we want them all. We want all the fun. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, we all love cycling so much, and let's face it, we're addicted to it. And I'm wondering how many people out there are at that stage where they're ready to get back on a bike again or maybe get their kids back on bikes again, and then how to go about doing that because we live in Nevada County, which is foothill country. There's only up and down here. There's very few flat spots. Um, So we have to talk maybe about flat spots, which could be the Nevada County Fairgrounds. Or uh, schools have a play area that's mm-hmm. always flat where they play tetherball and maybe have a grass field or something. Highly recommend going to a place like that and staying away from traffic until you're ready to, you know, get going on the bike and feel more in control. How the brakes work, which foot do I put down? Do you guys notice, by the way, do you only, I, I usually, I don't, for some reason, I can only put my foot down on the right side. <laughs> I'm a lefty. <laughs> I go right. Mm-hmm. It, but why, how come we haven't learned how to go down on either side? It's, you know what I mean? I, I, I've actually found myself in pretty tricky situations where that would have been a benefit because, you know, when you're on a trail, yes. and you're on an exposure, and you want to put your uphill foot down so you don't put your mm. downhill <laughs> foot down and go down the yeah. hill, which, exactly. which I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, riding on highways, the crown is in the middle of the road, so left foot down is probably the natural place to be. It's strange to be so limited, because I've said, okay, I'm just going to make myself do the left side, and I did what you did. I fell over. (laughs) (laughs) It just gave way over there. So funny. Well, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Between Gears here on KVMR, our monthly bicycle show all about bicycles. No matter what kind you got, we, we like to talk about it. So if you're interested in connecting with us and giving us some information that you'd like us to share with the listeners, you can contact us at betweengears at kvmr.org and just send us an email and let us know. And by the way, our underwriters... Our, uh, I should have mentioned earlier, uh, You Bet Bicycles sales and service right here in Nevada City. Locally owned and operated, and Madison's in the house, and she can give us the phone number, which I've neglected to write down this time. <laughs> <laughs> See, she never calls it. She just picks it up. I do every day. <laughs> yeah, folks, and at other times, you know, we'll probably welcome your calls, but uh, we just can't do it this time. We have a studio full of people. Also, we'd like to thank the Pizza Joint, offering a variety of New York-style pizza specialties. You can read it better. Prepared with fresh ingredients by the slice or pie, plus salads, pasta, and local beer. Closed Mondays, Commercial Street, Nevada City, thepizzajointnc.com. Since it's Christmas, well, I'm not sure if they're open or not, but you can always call them, right? Yeah. I know the bicycle shop's probably not open. (laughs) Right. A lot of things aren't. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all of you out there. We've survived until now, and that kind of looks good on our record, you know, that we're still alive and and still riding bikes. Yeah. So I want to hear hear about some thrill rides, you know, some real fun rides that you really enjoy. Before we go on that path, 
I'd like some of our listeners to uh, <clears throat> send us an email and let us know if they got a new bicycle for Christmas. Oh, please. And what did they get? And then we can discuss that at a later date. So that's yeah. a challenge for you listeners. All right. And before I forget, I want to thank Dawn for being such a sweet, sweetheart and a dedicated listener to KVMR and a good friend to me. And she gifted me with something really special. And thank you, Dawn. Oh, very nice. Ooh, secret stuff going on. I know. Public airwave. Not blushing. (laughs) So what I find when I'm on my bike is I, I, I'm, as a human being, I have a body that walks along the ground, you know, step by step by step. And if you're climbing, step here. Here's a safe, put my foot here. But on a bike, I am floating. I'm not touching the ground and i I've, I've made this analogy before i almost feel like a fish on land because everything's fluid you know the way you turn your bike is fluid the way you might slow down just a little bit and then speed up again and then you're going to go over the obstacle of the little steep hill in the ditch right next to it and all of that and it's like writing a poem with your body with no words and and i just get when i'm on the bike it's just so elevated you know you're it's just uh i'm not even going to mention because you're here that i I sing opera when i'm on my i know i was going to say i think there's an essay in there (laughs) no it's true how what's your experience well that that's a beautiful sentiment i don't i don't know if i could if i could add on to that in any sort of eloquent way but um i will say that i think that you've really hit the nail on the head with the you know like you're flying almost and and how aptly name our trail system our mountain bike trail system is up there the parliament trails they are all named after birds or flocks of birds up there um you know our bicyclists of nevada county doing a great job in in building those trails and maintaining them they're working really really hard in the last year they've added two new trails with three new miles total miles um and they'll be opening up um here shortly in 2024 and then two additional whoops thing and things uh two additional new trails um next year so carrie do you have a a link to it for listeners to connect either to a website to find out about trails um, in the county i you could just google bicyclists of nevada county um okay. they would love it if you hit their donation button while you were there i'm sure um help support the trail maintenance and building that they do um they do have membership available as well i believe you get a pair of socks and so <laughs> when you hear us using cool. the slang and we use that word called bonk it doesn't mean when you bump your head. <laughs> B-O-N-C stands for Bikers of Nevada County. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a great group of people of all levels of riding. And the engineering that goes into some of those trails, kind of amazing. It is phenomenal. I mean, it takes a village. They work so closely with the Forest Service. Um, they buy or they, you know, they hire professional trail builders to sort of do some essay work and... Um, and, and then just the community coming together with their, with their, with their shovels and their rakes and their clouds and doing yeah. the work. Yeah. There, there's one, uh, Orion Kroger in particular. Right. Someone, yeah, he really just kind of has taken the helm with that and leads the charge. And he's out there. I think he spends more time with his tractor than his wife right now. I, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised, yes. I actually had Orion on when the Hoot Trail was 
maybe it wasn't even quite completed yet. And he talked about it, and I'd been out there to see, you know, how, how you're going to reshape the land to make this work, not do any damage, of course, but also create an area where cyclists can ride and cruise and gr- go up sides and do things like that. Uh, it's, it's like, again, I have to go back to ballet, although I'm the last person in the world <laughs> someone would call a... What's a male baller... baller a ballet... Ballerini. <laughs> Good one, Chuck. A ballast. <laughs> so, Madison, when you get out on the trail, you were last time we did a show, you were talking about getting, you had this bike that you hadn't ridden much, and you were so excited about riding it. I didn't know the details of the bike, but you were just like, yeah, I've got to get out there and get on this bike. So now, what's it like? Um, I've had a lot of fun taking it out. I think... I'm still getting a feel for it. I'm still like learning how I ride the bike and maybe what I want to tweak on it so it rides the way I want it to. Um, but it's been really great. It, you know, the, the bike itself has um, bigger wheels, so it climbs really well and descends really well. So that's been cool. I've definitely been like pushing my own limits. Um, it also feels a lot smoother on technical terrain, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel, I think like when I'm mountain biking, I just like kind of everything disappears, whether I'm with myself or a group of friends, but everything kind of disappears and I'm just in the woods on the dirt and, uh, pedaling and breathing very focused and it's awesome. I, I, that old thing about being the moment, I think we're being in the moment at those times because you're not a lot of chatter going about things that aren't in front of you, but you're focusing on the curve, the trail, the break, the shift, maybe you might hear, and you're totally, you're, you're one with the bike. Mm-hmm. And it, it's this device that lets you do things that you can't do just with a funky old mm-hmm. human body, can't do stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you even get to a point, too, where you're not thinking about braking or shifting or any of that, and you're like you said, you are just one with the bike and it's everything just kind of disappears and that's what you're doing. Yeah, it kind of feels like you're floating or flying. Yeah. 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 I don't know if Madison shared with you before, but she's done some pretty epic rides, like 100 miles at a time. <laughs> and, you know, the, which race was that? I, she did 100 miles. And mm. then what was the bikepacking trip you did? How far did you travel? Right. So this year, 2023, I my goal of the year was to do my first century ride. And that ended up being Lost and Found, which happens in Quincy, California. Um, and it was a good race. It was a gravel ride. So it was all off-road. Um, and I just remember, like, stunning wildflowers. That was my first 100-miler. And then at the end of that, um, obviously I was very delirious and out of it, but I thought, oh, hey, you know, if, if I can do this, I, I wonder what else is possible. And a friend of mine was living um, in Vermont at the time, and we planned a bikepacking trip, and we ended up making that happen early September. And the route itself, it was, we rode for eight days straight through rain, sunshine, humidity, um, cold, you know, dirt some road um and then we ended up pedaling around 480 miles and climbing three thirty thousand feet um Whoa. over those eight days wow. yeah Whoa. and i just like 
it was it was a really awesome experience. I felt very grateful to have a friend to do that with and to be able to go and do that. Definitely. And now yeah. you know you can do it. Yeah, and planning for uh, for the future for next one. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Very exciting. Carrie, you talked about a program. Uh, maybe it was last time you were here because it seems so long ago. But there were mentors who would ride a, a, a good rider who's with lots of experience who would ride with a young lady who didn't have that much experience. And the one I saw, the video I think you sent me, it was like a 60-mile ride. Yeah, yeah. It's also part of the uh, gravel series, and you'll have to forgive me. I, I think that it's the Grasshopper series, I think okay. is the name of it. And um, that is actually coming up soon. Um, and it's one race in particular in which the high school girls are offered the opportunity to be paired up with a mentor, which is usually a professional rider. And that rider rides with the girls and coaches them throughout the whole entire ride. You know, um, I was speaking to one of the athletes that rode last year who's on the minors team. She said, I had no idea I needed to be eating as much. She said, I, I just, I didn't think I could take in another goo. I thought I was going to throw <laughs> up. But I, you know, she felt great. I mean, it was strength wise the yeah. whole entire time. But kind of those little nuggets that you take away um, from getting, gaining that knowledge of someone who's so experienced is great opportunity for the girls. And giving kids or young people or people who haven't had the experience the experience. I can almost not think of anything better than that. When you see a person, the, the mechanics in the bike shop at Seven Hills, we had the four young ladies in here talking about uh, what they were learning. And I thought they were going to tell me, well, now I know how to take a chain off and put it back on. They said, no, I learned how to get along with people. I learned that I had to share tools with other people. Wow. And um, it, all of them, all each of the four ladies, young ladies at Seven Hills, came up with something very personal, heartfelt in their in themselves, and it had nothing to do with actually the literal work on the bike. It had to do with relating to each other and working together. And I've never had to cooperate before like that, you know. And wow, what better jump ahead could you? experience yeah um, yeah yeah I think you know girls on bike women on bike I think is such it's it's such an empowering thing um, I, I, I anything in my power that I could do to to increase accessibility for girls is is, is what I'm here for yeah hundred percent yeah and you know I and, and the team the the miners team really does does support that um, we have a couple of coaches that are certified for professional coaches now. Um, Lauren Kress, who also works at uh, Tour Nevada City, um, and they are committed. We have a fund. Um, this this Grasshopper Low Gap race that they're going to do, they they 100% pay for that, and um, really anything they can do to develop the girls' program there. Boy, and, and when you're at that middle school level, the last thing in the world you want to do is sit and read a book and learn about. <laughs> You know, something through a book, put it in your mind, and the 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 bike thing is like total kinesthetic. Yeah. Uh, so when you do something, it's real. Like you t I tighten this bolt, you know, and it it I think that's really a key thing for kids of of that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, any I, there's, I, you know, co-ed sports are something that are different. We don't we're not all having the opportunity to be involved with that. So really just having that equal playing field, uh, having the opportunity to take up space in the world that you're allowed. Um, and, and, and in that, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you're listening to Between Gears here at KVMR. It's uh, Christmas Day. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're here every month, uh, the fourth Mondays from 6 to 7. And uh, it's great to be on the air and just talk about bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we're, it's kind of like it's it's not a drug so we're able to talk about it and yeah. really it, it we're, we're all just so hooked yeah it's true <laughs> don't i mean if you go out on a ride it doesn't have to be a long ride or extensive or anything flashy but when you come back nothing could go wrong you're you're like you've done something that's taken all your whole self and your spirit your heartbeat your breathing and everything you've worked it out you've done it you've gone places that feeling of glowing going down a long hill is very much like a bird you're just everything's blowing by your face and you know it's exhilarating and uh boy when you know when i come home it's like whatever (laughs) you know all been taken care of i i think that's something i i've been working on myself is being grateful for having been out there having the opportunity to ride and not being disappointed and not being you know the hours and hours and hours of riding that i would love to be able to do but you know life yes so yeah, just yeah. any any little hit just give me a hit <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i get that same feeling of having accomplished something and getting a good workout and i often find myself sitting in the drive-in lane at the drugstore waiting for a prescription or something and I just pedal on away and then I go to the grocery store or I go and have a coffee and meet a friend and so I'm getting exercise all day long and I'm not burning any fuel other than the calories that I'm investing with my legs so for me it's like every 25 miles I go I think oh boy I saved another gallon of gasoline but you're also out there completely exposed to the environment and being being electric you get to go over way over there and then way over there and then run a couple of errands over here which is so cool without getting inside a vehicle where you're you know windows up and listening to uh, Michael Keane on Connie Capilla on a Sunday morning something like that you know <laughs> Do any of you, do you or Madison, do you know, um, I, I think that the state was coming out with a rebate um, on commuter e-bikes. They were actually going to reimburse you some sort of deal. There are some wow. programs. I'm not sure what the link is. It's it's through through the, the you know, it's a .gov website, but it there's actually a rebate for senior citizens. If you purchase an e-bike, you can get money back from the government for that. Because they're thinking that you're going to increase your health and that'll pay off in other ways. So there are some some programs. You, I, you mean they I pay me I'm, money to ride a bike? No, to buy to buy an e-bike. <laughs> to buy an that. e-bike. <clears throat> They'd pay for it? But I don't know. I, they wouldn't pay for it, but they'll, they'll give you some money back for mm-hmm. being such a smart character. Okay. Yeah you, yeah, you could ride near or far. Hey, hey, and soon with the Pines to Mines Trail that they're building, you could ride all the way to trucking. Wow. I Is that, I, I thought that was just a fantasy, so, but it's actually yep. being. It is, it is. I, I, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, Jane Reagan has just led the charge on that here locally, and it's got 20 miles of new trails that will be um, from a hole in the ground to the Pioneer system. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. And the total miles are around 70, was it? I couldn't tell you for sure. I could tell you it goes from Nevada City be, to Truckee. That could be our first group ride. <gasps> It'd be a big one. It, would, we, well, it might be an overnighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Madison's the expert Maybe on that. No, no, no. Yeah. Just so much to learn. Is part of it the Pioneer Trail? Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I saw a vague map at the on the local newspaper. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great fun. Yeah, and you know, I think there's a Paul's components. They do a couple rides up here that kind of an, an intro to bike packing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, you bet, could uh, let you know more about that. Uh, they, yeah, it's kind of a, a two-day local ones, and kind of dip your toes in the water and see if that's for you. Yeah. And folks, we're we're you know we're avid cyclists, so don't get lost in our our discussion here because uh, we all started uh, not knowing how to ride bikes. And I I had a traumatic experience as a kid where I had this big giant heavy Schwinn, <laughs> and it was meant that I was the oldest brother, so it was meant to be then the next brother, the next brother, the next brother. And I remember crashing once in, on a paved road and just getting so upset because some sort of shock hit you and you're just like this, like crazy. And here I am. I guess I got over it. <laughs> yeah, the, when I had my crash that we spoke about earlier, I sent my mother a picture and she immediately sent one back of me when I was five. With the exact same. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> How cool. She's like, I guess you didn't learn your lesson, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> Nothing like mom, huh? To keep track. Yeah. How cool. Um, uh. Well, if any of you listeners are out there, if you have a bike in your garage that you haven't used in a while, I think it would be a great idea if you got it down off the shelf put it in the back of your car and go and visit one of the bike shops in in nevada county here locally and get them to tune it up for you and get out and do some riding and and enjoy it you know it's probably something that you invested time in years ago and maybe you've moved on to something else but there's so many great people that bicycle around town it's it's gratifying for me when i'm riding around town looking for all the back roads and pass another e-biker going somewhere and he's got you know bags on the front or his backpack and you know strapped onto the rack on the back and you know looks like maybe he's been shopping or whatever but you know it's just it's community and the more of us there are out on the highway the more provisions that the transportation department will put into the system to help us to keep us safer on the highways and do things to widen the shoulders and just do more so we can save the planet by saving gasoline and getting away from fossil fuel. Yeah, I think that's such an important topic there, you know, making sure that bicyclists stay safe out on the road. Yes. Um, I know we've talked about it several times, and, you know, the tragic story of Jim Rogers, which yes. is the Jim Rogers Memorial It's ride. coming up, yeah. and you have the date for that. Yeah, it's going to be February 11th. Yes. I believe that ride leaves from Tour of Nevada City, and it does the Le Mans Loop, which is Newtown. Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> it was a woman on her cell phone driving her car, and Jim Rogers is one of the most sweet, wonderful men around. And she happened to be looking at the phone instead of the road, and Jim's no longer with us. Yeah, tragic. Yeah, and, we, you know, the other thing we know as bicyclists is 
you're always listening for what's coming behind on a paved road. Like, I know I talked to my buddy Eric, and we'll hear this. I'm thinking, <laughs> how wide is the truck? How wide mm-hmm. is it? Am I going to have room on the side of the road? And you listen for the engine sounds. Um, and also, some folks who are in such a hurry, once they get close to you, they just make a point of stepping on the gas and just flying around you real fast. And I'd like to think we're all in this together. We're all going someplace. Maybe we're going someplace in a different vehicle, maybe not a car, maybe a bicycle, maybe an electric bike, or even walking. But we're all going someplace. Uh, and the idea of sharing the road, sharing the path, um, hopefully it will become a dominant thing in your existence because it's so easy to take out your frustrations with that gas pedal just i'll show them what i can do that guy can't pass me sometimes it's between cars but we're concerned about the time where a bicyclist might be in danger of something like that so yeah yeah yeah. you know i look forward to the day when the great game of life is a cooperative game and not a competitive one but and again i i wave i've learned from a neighbor He's uh, 96. He rides about every day. Wow. And he, it just happens to be his neighborhood is up on Cement Hill Road above town. And he has taught me by watching him and chatting with him some, too. He just waves to everybody. So when the cars come by, you can figure out who's going to wave first. Sometimes now with me, the driver will wave before I get my hand up to wave to them. And there's just some recognition that I see you exist. I see you exist, too. It's simple. Mm-hmm. We're just being present and, and being noticed, and, you know, that's it. Just real simple like that. And I'm thinking some of those people, I love it when they wave first. You know, <laughs> They're like, I know that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The guy in bright yellow, he's out here again. Yeah. Got to be visible. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I've shared a number of times, you know, I I, I – keep track of my rear view mirror as often as I pay attention to what's in front of me. And I find that as soon as I see a car behind me, I'm prepared for that person coming up. And I always like to hand signal to the motorist that I know they're back there and I'm going to do what I can do to get out of the way. So if they would grant me the same courtesy, that would be wonderful. That's my gesture. That's my hope by doing that. Whether that happens is pretty spotty. You know, it seems like maybe maybe one out of ten cars will absolutely brush you to the side of the road. And but so many other cars are are pretty generous. You know, they don't all cross the middle line to give you enough room. Very often they will tend to speed on by even if another car is coming the other way so that you're three abreast at that critical instant so you know i'm always hoping that people will think about bicyclists a little more give be a little more generous with us and so that's my hope so what is so uh, we all know about the three foot rule now um, I hope everyone listening knows about the three-foot rule. So there well, are let's, those. Let's detail it out. Oh, yeah. So Go for it, Pat. Well, Lay it down three-foot rule or mm-hmm. a, a meter, um, when you're passing a cyclist or some a, a walker, anybody who's not in a car, in your car, state law has it that you, the furthest thing right 
uh, on the right side of your car, which is often the rearview mirror, of course, and the furthest place on the bicyclist might be a handlebar or an elbow even. You know, our elbows stick out that way too. Got to be a minimum of three feet distance. Um, that's the law. So they're trying to keep everybody safe in, in that kind of a way. Um, so that's, that's important to keep in mind. So on a lot of our Nevada County roads, we have windy roads and we have narrow roads. So what is your recommendation for motorists when you're in those situations where you want to pass a cyclist and maybe you can't see to safely move over the yellow line? Well, everybody should know that some, there's a thing in your car called emergency flashers. And if you see something going on and you want to let other motorists know, hey, something's going on up ahead, a deer, deer family just is running across the road up ahead or something like that, hit the flasher. And then that puts everybody on alert. Like, what's going on up there? Use your flashers. You can go around bicyclists and then everybody on both sides ahead and behind can know something's going on. Oh, it's the bicyclists that are on the road or something like that. Learn where the flasher is because... If it has nothing to do with bikes, you're going to want to hit it. Like if you go over into a ditch or have some problem, you're going to want everyone else to know that they can see and go around you. Um, I talked to a highway patrolman about this many years ago, and he said, yeah. And also a a truck driver called, and he said, you know, I get on behind these bicyclists out on Highway 49, and I want to go around them. They're going too slow for me. And he said, if there is a double yellow line and there's nothing in any direction in either way, it's just common sense to just go over and get around the cyclists and go on and deliver whatever your truck delivers. Uh, So that's okay, too. Um, It's the bodies inside the cars and and on the bicycles that we're trying to preserve when we're we're doing this. uh, I can again listening to the engines without even seeing them behind. You can tell what they're what they're doing because you can hear the sound of their engine. And um, that doesn't always work though because there's a lot of e electric cars on the yeah these days. yeah we we got to get rid of them somehow. I don't know what no e-bikes oh, e-bikes the solution. No, give everybody room in that situation, and if you have to, sometimes people get in their cars and the only pedal they're worried about is their gas pedal and they just think if i go a little faster i'll get out of this situation or if i go around these guys real wide i'll get be not have to deal with them anymore and actually um slow down take a look pretend that bicyclist is your grandmother or your grandfather and you want to be sure they get where they're going safely so you want to slow down and find a way to go around them look ahead of course you don't want to uh, go into uh, oncoming traffic. I'm I'm talking Nevada County, two lanes at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just, you know, just be careful, very, very yeah. careful. And again, it doesn't hurt to think that's your grandmother. It could be Madison out there. You want to be careful and not run into her. Um, well, and another thing for motorists to consider is as you approach yeah. the back of a bicycle, look beyond the front of the bicycle and see what kind of lane that bicycle has because right now all of the shoulders in both grass valley nevada city are clogged with pine needles and sticks from the last storm we probably will have some more tonight and tomorrow so that lane gets really clogged up so imagine what we have to go through to keep control of what we're driving 
you've got room as a motorist to give us room. You have the ability to just ease off on the throttle, wait for the other car to pass, and then pass the bicyclist and just be courteous. That's that's our hope. That's our goal. If we can convince everybody to do that, we can all ride safer and feel much more comfortable about going places on our bikes. Yeah, yeah and I also would not... Uh refrain myself at all thinking about oh i'm not going to ride my i I i'm not going to bike until the weather gets better you know what the biking is really really good now i i don't necessarily seek rain to to ride in but what it does to the earth which is our the trails that we ride on it it cements them down makes them just just right you can smell the wet earth um so if you're thinking about biking don't put it off until this season is over Start now. Take those little jaunts out. We're sneaking out when we can, you know, and getting on our bikes. Just an hour or two sometimes is like enough. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm out there and, ooh, so good. It is. Yeah. It's, it's the best time of year to be riding, really, the, the trails especially. You, you're actually immersing yourself in the atmosphere. You know, you're putting your body, even if you're dressed in a bunch of clothes, um, you're still out there. And, I mean, this is a life meant to be lived, I think, you know, and that's one way to do it is just get in it. Um, I'm not talking about being dangerous or anything like that. Just get out, go to the local playground or find some safe place that you can ride for a while and get used to it. And then you'll find yourself, I think I'll go up that hill over there. It's not too much further. And, you know. Now would be a good time to warm up for the warmer weather, actually. Mm-hmm. By getting so if you just tuned in, this is uh, Between Gears, KVMR's monthly bicycle program all about bikes. And uh, with us is, today is uh, Madison Rusin and Carrie Kelper and Haphazard. And I'm Michael Keene. And it's great being here sharing our stories about bikes. I'm hoping that some of you listeners will send us an email at betweengears at kvmr.org. Let us know if you got a new bike today. Merry Christmas. Woo-hoo. It actually helps us shape our the show because now we know what you're thinking out there and uh, that we can uh, respond to that. And uh, um, who is listening out there? We've had a few emails and and people who uh, couldn't call in so they left a message and uh, other than that it'd be great to hear from you out there you might have a great bike story uh something you know that happened to you or is you know coming up um yeah so it it is a great way to get in touch with us between gears at kvmr.com all small letters and you know we asked about an email who got a bike for christmas what better way to have some motivation to get on a bike than to take that new rider out with you? Oh, what yes. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. connect. Yeah. Get outside. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, last time we were on the air, I shared um, there's an uh, a, a, a email or a website that you can go to. It's ebikesmart.org. And for those of you listeners who are thinking about getting an e-bike as opposed to an off-road bike or a gravel bike or a mountain bike, there are some links there where you can find out. There's actually a little exam that gives you an overview of what e-bikes are about and what's different about them than conventional bikes and, and what you need to go through to be experienced with it, what to look for when you shop for them, what kind of price ranges 
to suit your style of writing and how much you do and where you go. And so there's some, a lot of places where you can find <clears throat> information about, about electric bikes. Madison, you guys at the shop have different kinds of e-bikes that you sell there, right? What are, what's the difference in like a commuter or like like the fat tire ones and the class one, two, three? Right. Uh, I don't know a ton about the difference in classes, mm -hmm. but we'll we'll carry anything commuter-wise. It's going to be like kind of more like beach cruiser style. You can put your groceries on it. You can get up and over the hills to, and you can take your kids to school with it kind of thing, which is great. Um, and then we have things like gravel e-bikes um, that, again, can just give you a little more accessibility to some off-road stuff, not super technical riding, but maybe some dirt, maybe some of the some of the ditches in town um and then there's the e-mountain bikes that i i think a lot of people are enjoying i personally don't ha haven't ridden one um but i hear raving reviews about you know being able to climb up a section I they've never been able to ride before or like just a ton of fun yeah so yeah i i rented whole family yeah i rented one and it, it was it was scary <laughs> like oh. going uphill, I because I, you're not used to traveling mm -hmm. uphill at such speeds, and I was hitting bushes. <laughs> it, was, it was out of control. Mm -hmm. but, but we love both. We we, we love, love yeah. you sure. know the e-bikes, sure. and we really love the what they're called analog bikes now. Yes. You know yeah. they're just like your own horsepower yeah. well i know my mother just got one this week um she had recently had a fall and had a massive hip fracture fracture so her regular exercise routine that she would do she's no longer able to do so she got an e-bike and is loving it my dad is now has to get one because he can't keep up with her on the analog <laughs> bike um so i just i the really just the accessibility that they allow people that otherwise wouldn't be able to get out there is amazing. And there's so many I, I've met on many rides, uh, electric bikes coming up in a group, and they always say, wouldn't be here if it wasn't for electric bikes. I rode a regular bike and reached a point in my life where I just couldn't do that anymore. But now they're all out there, and they're laughing and having fun and getting places, and it's pretty cool. Plus, mm -hmm. they're quiet. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up an interesting point about somebody not being able to keep up with the e-bike. There's a company in England, and I'm not advocating buying anything from them. I'm just suggesting that if you're interested in finding out about it, there's a couple of companies that make conversions for standard bikes. And I think you get a motor, and you replace the front wheel, then you get a little battery pack that weighs like a couple of pounds, and then a control unit that tells it what to do. And just like a regular e-bike, you're still making it go. You have to contribute. But it's a way to convert like an expensive mountain bike or something that you haven't used in a long time. That can get a little interesting, though, because if you put a motor on a bike that doesn't have necessarily the braking power or the shifting power to be compatible with the motor you've put on it, it can actually be kind of dangerous. Well, yeah. if you think Words about it, you know, wisdom. the battery is only like the size of an old transistor radio. So I don't know how fast or how much faster you're going to go other sure. than just a normal bicycle rider. It's just to give you an assist mm. to climb that hill or to keep up with your wife, for instance, or your husband. I see. Mm. 
I look for mud puddles, by the way. I, I feel like I'm at a AA meeting admitting that I look for big mud puddles and just like to get going as fast as I can. And I know a few places in this county that when it rains, that's where I go. And it, you just get going as fast as you can. Now, in the old days, I used to put my feet up on the handlebars and pray that I would make it through to the other end. I, I, now the puddles, I just keep pedaling through. I've had to put my foot down and it's kind of makes such a mess oh i tell you i have one of my early childhood memories when it, you, you know you've got those those couple memories that you have um we lived down in southern california we had a house that had a driveway it had freeway daisies my mom used to call them the white ones with the purple in the middle yeah. and we would get a big puddle at the bottom of that driveway and i had a purple bike with a banana seat and just riding down through that puddle was uh, one of my first memories yes isn't it fun you just disturb everything just everything flies yeah. and then later when i look at the bike my bike's white so the mud really shows up and it's kind of like yeah uh-huh <laughs> guess where i've been mm-hmm. it is fun great fun hey madison how do the mechanics feel like when we bring our bikes in like that for repair <laughs> We see lots of dirty bikes. Everybody's got some dirt on their bikes. It's okay. Yeah. But if you can, you know, give it a little hose off before you, that, that's great, too. Yeah. 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 Seems only fair. I, I'm guilty of, of the dirty bike in the shop. Yeah. Many your rags I've used on your bicycles, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Madison keeps me, keeps me on the trail for sure. Okay. For sure. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, um, between gears at kvmr.org, we'd love to hear from you in that way. Certainly hoping you've had a wonderful Christmas day. Maybe you're relaxed now and you're going, you're listening to a show about bicycles on Christmas evening? And yeah, I am. Carrie, do you mind telling us a little more about the Jim Rogers ride? Because I, I think there's, it's, it's multiple levels, right? It's not necessarily for advanced bikers. Oh, it is, it is welcoming to everyone yeah. that, you know, on two wheels. Well, I thought that'd be just a great way for people to network. And you said it was on February the Witch, and where do they meet? The 11th. and oh, the 11th. Yeah, that generally um, from Tour of Nevada City. Tour of Nevada City Bicycle. Yeah, and they had, they and what's so nice about doing that ride is there's a massive amount of people, so there's a, a great safety in that when you're riding, um, having that, that, that meat shield all the way around you, right? You have a bumper of people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, and if, and if some listeners are new to Nevada County, you know, if they've just moved here from somewhere else in they're looking for a connection with people that have like interests you know and if you're a, if you're a bicyclist turn out for this ride and meet some people or or as i mentioned earlier drop by get to know your people at the at the bike shops you know because they're all super friendly and we all have this love in common so it's yeah good way to meet friends. local bike shop is the best place to go and ask questions and check things out and uh everybody i know who works in any of the bike shops around is very very helpful yeah and, uh, well we have so many and you know they really cater no matter what bike you have right i mean we have extreme outfitters we have you bet we have bonk we have what is the other one i can't remember the one that's in downtown he bikes does- and stuff bikes and stuff oh yeah there's one on on yeah. uh 
Bike Step. on Neal Street. And Bike also, step. Area 13 has just opened their e-bike their e -bike, store. In, yeah, I mean, just there's yeah. just so much opportunity for whatever you have. And Sierra e-bike down in Penn Valley. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, that's right. That's right. But, you know, I... I think Madison made me a cup of tea last time I was in there. They're, I mean, they're very welcoming just to sit and chat and meet people who come in there and share interests with you. Wait a minute. Last time I went in there, she she said, <laughs> not you again. With the popsicles. You brought popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah, yeah you can come thing. anytime. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pomegranate last time, yeah. I think. Very yeah, seasonal. yeah. They have couches, I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, your local bike shop is a good resource for you. You could be listening from extremely far away, and you will have, wherever you live, you'll have a local bike shop somewhere. And that's where you get some good information. Um, and usually, they'll not try to sell you something over your head or something you might not need that you re really pay attention to your experience on a bike whether it's been none or some or you're a racer um but that is a good resource i mean we're here on the radio for an hour once a month and go in the bike shop and you you know you have a long time to talk to the folks take a look and see what they have and and uh get going that way strongly recommended well, it's always it's always nice to see temptation before your eyes, you know, when you walk into a bike shop and oh my god, look at this. Yeah, I said to save my money. Well, it's inspiration, not temptation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, um, what time was the the Jim Rogers meetup? I, I am like nine in the morning or I ten. I unfortunately or do not have that okay. information. Um, I think we will have another show between now and then, though. Oh yeah, yes. so yes. we could commit to uh, okay, cool to passing right. off that off then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a great ride. Uh, that I've been on it uh, quite a while back, and we even had Highway Patrol there uh, mm. to stop cars while the big giant group goes through it was a long big left turn i remember and uh i thought this is the only time I, <laughs> yeah. i've had a highway patrol on my side <laughs> while riding a bike i mean you know kind of <laughs> sweet thing oh uh oh look at chuck just said it's nine nine thirty in the morning he just looked it up we have Yay. a research assistant here I'm I'm so unaccustomed to having an engineer while we do something. Chuck Cropley, thank you so much, pal, for for doing that for us tonight. So it starts 12th annual, and it starts at 9:30 at Tour Nevada City Bike Shop. All right. Well, and that's another point I wanted to mention about. I know that that you bet bicycle, and I'm sure all the others too have information on their websites. So if if you know some, if you probably do a google search for bicycle repair shops you'll get everyone in the county or even sales and service and you'll find out all that information and there's a lot of information on their website about where you can ride where you can take your friends what's easy what's hard what's a great place to be and you know there's there's lots of resources so if you're interested in bicycling don't let anything stop you just get out there and do it a lot of information to be found on the Bicyclists of Nevada County website as well. So uh, kind of a collaborative there. Okay. So, so online they go to BONC? I, I, I can't remember if it's exactly BONC, but I definitely just Google yeah. Bicyclists of Nevada County. And right. You'll yeah. get linked right in there. 
Sounds like a great resource. It is bonc dot org. Oh, oh awesome. Okay. Thank you. Our research assistant has just come up with yeah. the details. I asked the president before the show, and he just told me to say, Google it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. There, there's something fascinating to me about bicycling, and it's your bike buddies. You know, there's some bond that's created when you ride with other people. Oh, yeah. And especially if you frequently ride with other people, you know, hey, what are you doing at 10 tomorrow? I think I can get away from so-and-so. And then you hop on together. And I think it's because you're having such a real physical experience together and, and chatting at the same time. You learn a lot about other people in their lives and what they're thinking and what they're up to. But in the meantime, you're sharing this experience, you know. Um, I, I've not been around competitive riders for a long time so you're all in this like whoa look at that drop i don't know okay i'm gonna try it this that and the other things it, and it's just there's some bonding that goes on that's not like any other bonding that i'm yeah. aware of I, I had a gentleman who moved away this last summer bryn smith who we rode with very 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 frequently and i i'm still mourning mm. I, I i'm grieving it's yeah. moving <laughs> Well, I would like to let all you listeners know you've been listening to Between Gears here on KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino Placerville. And I want to thank uh, Madison Woosen and Carrie Kelper and Haphazard. I'm Michael Keene. It's been a pleasure being here, and we'll be back next month, fourth Monday. Support from KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters and also our special underwriter, You Bet Bicycles, Sales and Service Woo. in Nevada City. And you can reach them <clears throat> ta-da, at 530-264-7447. Or Thanks. on the website. <laughs> I remember now um, that Chuck and I, when uh, we were riding for a while together, and I remember the first time where I live, I'm used to all the trails and ditches and crazy things. And I w- I'd never ridden with Chuck before, so I wasn't sure how that was going to go. And so uh, could I – there's a certain place that we all love so much, and it, it's got a drop, and it's surrounded by lots of manzanita, but I won't say the name of it. <laughs> so Chuck's behind me on that one. I'm going, oh, man, I'm going I'm to have to wait at the bottom. I'm sure, man. I hope he does. You know, bang. He's like 15 feet behind me. Bing, bing, bing. Let's go. What's next? So much fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, he's just a young kid, you know. I mean, God. Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> it's amazing what KVMR does and all the information and stories and music and everything else that comes your way. So uh, Merry Christmas as you listen to KVMR FM, Nevada City, right. KCPC Camino. Right. Thank you for having us. We'll be back. Thank you. Merry Christmas.